0: It, is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that, but why? Why? Why is it rates right? um, uh, anyway? <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs>
1: It's the Benz Brunani woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this mm-hmm. sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sippy, here Hard time's calling for your long shorts You might learn something, you never yeah, know I'll oh. let you find, and she's wonderful kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine Somebody said you saw my Twitter thread Does anyone cuss you better than I can? You're a big black sky just like the crown. Wherever you are, corruption is around. And yet I called you stupid. You can't keep your penis to yourself. I'm not on the backbench watching you diss us. Oh, oh. so I cuss you on Twitter and now you can see me. Oh, oh. gave those threads my Cause it's all our tax you're taking home. Ooh. I fear Boris has hacked my phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Boris, Piers, it could have gone both ways with that last line. But I mean, the majority of the song was about Boris. So I would have had to maybe, maybe verse two, maybe verse two would have been about Piss Morgan. Um, Anyway. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. It's me, Kelechi, in a rascal up place to be. And, um, you know, Happy Easter, um, Ramadan Mubarak, and I guess, is it Happy Passover? All of them things there, like big up all of yourselves and those who aren't subscribe to Abrahamic religions, well, two slaps on your chest to keep doing you in it, um, yeah, well, yeah, I'm just out here, you know what, I realised that there was no point at the live show where I introduced it and outroed it, you know, like, in terms of, uh, you know, SYM, what, what, all of that stuff, didn't do that, so it's a must, it's a must at the next live show, if I'm about to end or begin the show and you're like, you have an intro, like someone shout it from the audience, please. Um, but I will do it next time. It was just all just so amazing and having Audrey and everything else. But I will I will do it next time because that is the best. I mean, we did household name this time. That's what we were focused on. But I think next time when we have the torches out, you know, the torchlight on on the phones it's um we'll do the SYM we'll do the SYM officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what and then oh the whole crowd screaming that send it to Boris it's all over it's all over Jackie it's all over um I've had a pretty uh, chilled busy week Mm -mm 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 -mm. yeah um uh, the best part of my week, obviously, I went to Fleur and Layla's wedding, it was so beautiful, they both looked amazing, um, it's just so gorgeous, like, so intimate, really pretty, I just, I loved it, I, I had the best time, I loved Layla's dress, I loved Fleur's green, like, emerald suit, Um, I, I'd left before um, Layla changed into her white suit, I saw the pictures and she looked gorgeous and then they both changed into white Nike tracksuits and they both had white Nike Air Force, um, Air Force Ones that said just married courtesy of Nike. And I just thought that that was beautiful as well. Like gang gang, like, you know, like do your weddings your way, like be all up in there. It, yeah, it was truly gorgeous, um, truly gorgeous. That same day I had to go to um, the world premiere of Anatomy of a Scandal a Netflix show. It's a uh, limited series starring Sienna Miller and Rupert Friend and um Josette Simon. She was brilliant, gosh. Um yeah, went to Curzon on Mayfair to go to there. I just I seem to be a regular there nowadays. It's like where everything happens. Um And it was cute. My outfit absolutely slapped like to be able to transition it from wedding guest to red carpet guest. um, A baby girl really did that. And, you know, I'm glad that the, um, you know, the ancestors let me just have a few days of cuteness like scattered throughout the year, you know. Because everything, uh, you know, I talk about it, um, you know, I've talked about it before, but this rigorous stripping down of all like my aesthetics has been really humbling. And I think that that was the point of it. Like if you're going to appear to the world as is part of your assignment, we, we, you, I want you to show up as who you are, as who you truly are. Stripped back, laid bare. Oh, big up yourself, Aloni. Um, yeah, just, you know, laid bare like this is you this is who you are in front of the world, no gimmicks, no this, no none, just you, so that was, you know, really tough for a while, but to now have some easing up where I could just serve couple couple looks, that's nice, but it's that's just that reminder that, you know, it is important to be able to show up in the world, especially with the things that I'm saying, like, it's important to just show up as me, like this is me. And when you see me dressed up, you see me dressed up, but you know, the sexiness remains, you know, it just does. Um, but yeah, it was nice to have that. And I feel like maybe I was saying it on Insta stories, but I feel like I've got like five days of sexiness that I'm allow- allowed in terms of quota. And I mean like over outward, you know, you know, getting dressed up and all of that because the inner sexy remains, as I said. Um, so I used one for the live show, you know, gave looks, um, used one for Layla and Fleur's wedding, so I've got three more, I'm turning 36 this year, God willing, inshallah, I will, um, want to serve a look for my birthday, and I'm gonna do my birthday properly this year, I think, year after year, you kind of, like, hope that it will be done for you, or this will happen, this, and it's never quite done the way that I would do it, so I'm gonna, well, depending on how things go, because, you know, COVID's still out here, we're still in a panda bear. Um, we'll see, you know, so, um, use one for that. I would like to use one for a Grand Prix, but the way that people are moving at the moment, who knows if that's going to be possible, but anybody who's listening to this, do the needful, do the rightful, get me to Miami. Welcome to Miami, I don't even know if that's the right language, I've probably made something up, but, um, or not, just get me somewhere the british grand prix will be cute i mean i stay ready with the look anyway so the point is i've saved one possibly for a grand prix if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen i'll still be out here being a baby girl um and then yeah then we i think then i've got one left after that who knows what i'll use it for hmm, hmm. there are so many twists and turns to life who knows what will happen you know hopefully good things, but, um, yeah, the premiere was really good, um, last Sunday, actually, I went to a beautiful, beautiful lunch, um, hosted by, um, one of these women that I know a ballet, uh, for Kenya Hunt, because Kenya Hunt is now the first black woman to be editor-in-chief of L magazine, L UK, um, and it was a lunch to celebrate her, and it was so gorgeous, um, so the future plate, uh, a black owned company they organized the um chef who was who's William William Chilia. who um I watched him on Master Chef and I've gone to eat his food a few times. Um so it was nice nice to have like a private chef in a belly's beautiful home and all celebrating Kenya um and some wonderful wonderful women um were invited most were wonderful. Um uh yeah it was it was really really great really great um I enjoyed that it's just nice to be doing cute things, cute things with cute people. Uh, but yeah, to have like the waiters be black and, um, you know, it's a black business that was supply, supplying the co- uh, cocktails as well as I think it was even the rum. Was it the rum? Something that we were drinking was also a, a black distilled from, by a black company. Everything was black, 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 basically. And it was great. Even the florist that um, did everything, Mamea London, um, they're based in broccoli Rise. Um, that was beautiful, beautiful flower arrangements, and we all got given a plant as a present to take home. I'll keep you posted because you know what's happening with my plant killer, killer, killer. We'll see if that plant stays alive. I even need to find out the name of the plant, I'll come back to you on that one. But it's got like deep, deep red leaves, like, like deep purpley red leaves, and then the flower that comes out of it is kind of like purplish. I'll probably be saying that. And some of you flower heads will be like, oh, so that's a super super Yeah, okay. Calm down. Calm down, green fingers. Calm down. Um, But I'm going to go look up what it is anyway. And if you want to tweet me what it is with a picture, I'll confirm whether that's the one I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. I actually went and finished watching Anatomy of a Scandal because we watched the first two um, episodes during the premiere And I wanted to see how it would end. Uh, In terms of cinematography, how it's filmed is really great. The set design is really, really cool. Although I could tell that we're not in a house. But I like, you know what? I like the theatrical element that some of these Netflix series and slash films are given at the moment. Because it was kind of the same with American Son with Kerry Washington. There's something about films that are clearly done on sets. So as to kind of in some ways emulate a a theatre stage. But I kind of like somewhere we're in that in between. I, I think I enjoy that. But with Anatomy of a Scandal, obviously, then we don't then we do go out and then it's like we're ha- in the houses of parliament and on the streets and rare, rare, rare. And it's like we see the outside of people's houses. But the actual set itself, I mean, I could see that it was a set, but it was a beautifully designed set, basically. But they said that they filmed it in the height of the panoramic. So they did really, really well to to get all of that done. Um, Yeah, it was it was really it was really interesting now that I finished watching it um now that I finished watching it I do feel like because it was based on a book uh, yeah the book is by Sarah Vaughan um it was based on a book I haven't read the book but in terms of how it was relayed onto the screen I just think it was a bit on the nose in terms of the reveal like you go and watch it I'm not going to give you any spoilers you go and watch it and I was kind of like why am I watching the lives of Tories I don't care Um, But then by the end, I'm like, you know what? Inject it. Inject it, because that is the kind of crumbling I love to see. Um, But in terms of the storyline, it was rather flimsy in places like maybe that's just maybe that's, you know, based on the arc that the uh, author originally kind of put together and constructed. But the way it carried over on watching it on screen, I was like, well, We, we saw that one come in and maybe we were meant to because it's a limited series so they wanted to get everything kind of out there straight away but then in terms of legality and ethics mm, everything felt a bit flimsy to me um but yeah I watched it to the end fine I didn't realize that there was even going to be more episodes of Abbott Elementary so I've watched the ones that are out again fantastic as always I know that Yvonne Orji is in the newest episode, I haven't watched that yet, but I'm going to, Abbott Elementary makes me feel so smiley and warm and happy, I love that show so much, um, I hope in season two I can come in as a teacher from London, that would be incredible, but then again I willed and I wished for a role in Insecure and that never fucking materialised, so basically it's best for me to shut my fucking mouth is where I'm going with all of this, um, but then I, you know, I was talking to you about human design, right? Um, and being a generator, I think I am, yeah, I'm a generator. I've learned that I've just got to let things come to me because when I try and do gra-gra and drag things to me, no, things happen as much. When I want things and I just relax and let life bring it to me and I respond to things Life feels so much easier The things that I've done that have been the most successful I have been responding to things As opposed to trying to like force something And drag something out of nowhere um, I have to keep responding to life And that requires one to be present I was thinking about that actually And how I think that the reason some people struggle Or a lot of people rather struggle with consent As it pertains to I know I've gone off on a tangent But stay with me
1: Won't you stay with me because I'm about to say some fuckery.
0: I'm not really, it's not fuckery, but it rhymed. Anyway, um, so off on a tangent, but I feel like the people that, the reason that some people struggle with consent is because consent requires you to stay present throughout the whole sexual experience. And sometimes people are using other people's bodies as a proxy to bypass any sort of emotional things that they need to address. So, yeah, so they don't actually remain present the whole time. And so consent seems so flimsy. I mean, obviously, we're talking about patriarchy at the same time. I'm not trying to go overly abstract. We're talking about patriarchy. We're talking about toxic toxic masculinity. We're talking about miso- uh, misogyny. Um, Tashina Arnold, that was not the question to ask, by the way, um, if you didn't see what she tweeted. It was just very, very loaded. And a lot of these auntie actresses tend to do that. Taraji did her own when it was Bill Cosby or is it R. Kelly? Like, you're all coming up as weak links please stop doing that but anyway I feel like what I was going to say is that the reason that um, consent feels that way is because people need to remain present throughout the whole thing and they're usually looking to zone out and almost ignore the person's body that they are interacting and experiencing so the reality of requiring somebody to um to expect expect and pay attention to whether they ask st- the consent is um consistent throughout their sexual experience seems hard for people to grasp um amongst many other reasons because it requires them to stay present and they wasn't they didn't want to stay present because a lot of people don't actually like um the people that they're sleeping with i know i know I know very random for a beginning of the pod, but I just felt like I'd share that anyway. let's get um into the tarot for this week. I believe um okay, so we've got an update from the tarot reading last week. Let me see what that is saying ooh, 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 ooh. I need to stop singing that song before they come for me. uh, here we go, update, dear Kelechi, I hope all is well with you on this day. I wanted to write back. Uh, right back with an update on my letter about me and the Pisces guy Um, I had started dating the accuracy at which the tarot was displaying was too good and yes I was thinking about different ways I could help immediately after you listed his troubles after writing the original letter I did continue to reach out to him but the spirit and my body were telling me to give it a rest and let him be I also had a talk with him where he explained that we should just be friends which at the time I was upset but have now understood that this space is needed, and if it's meant to be, it shall, for now, I'm going to focus on me internally, and give myself what I have been so generous with giving to others, I truly, truly appreciate your insight, and reading from that episode, and as always, you tell no lies, straight, uh, straight truths, thank you for your magnificence, and splendid baby girl energy, much love, a Virgo sun baby girl, thank you, thank you for that update, um, I love updates so let's go to the tarot uh question for this week that I've picked out um I picked this person because they actually sent one before that I was going to um read later on you know but then they sent one again so yeah so I'm gonna it's still based on the same thing so I'm going to read this letter out instead of reading the first one I'll just read this one because it's like an update um and go from there so, yeah, continue to send your tarot questions in. Um, I know that I've got quite a few to get through, but just keep sending them in and I'll work through them. So uh, before I read this one, I'll just give you a trigger warning that it's talking about um, uh, suicidal ideations and, and suicidal attempts. So just so you know, in case you want to skip uh, skip forward by like 10 minutes. OK, cool. So I'll start. Uh, hi, Kelechi. I hope you're doing okay. I won't go into, de- uh, into detail, but I nearly took my own life this past week. Things have been rough for a while, but my will to live quietly returned on Wednesday and it's been nice to have it back. I'd forgotten what it feels like to take joy in being alive. As I emerge from this crisis, I find my perspective has shifted subtly. I'm feeling ready to heal in ways I haven't been before and I'm finally beginning to shed multiple layers of diseased cosmic skin I'd grown out of ages ago but been unable to leave behind as of yet. It's been an incredibly painful process so far. It feels like so many parts of me are dying but in a way uh, so that other aspects might be reborn as part of my recovery process, I've resolved to quit multiple substances over the coming months and I need guidance in a way that therapy and other conventional forms of healthcare just haven't ever provided for us. Will you please ask the tarot to help me navigate my current situation? I'm specifically wondering about the next five months. <laughs> if it helps, I'm Sagittarius sun and moon and Taurus rising. Thank you for that. OK, um, so let's see what we've got for you thank you for that cool so i've got some decks out so with regards to your question uh what modes of healing are possible and i w- and i will say this as um a stipulation as uh, well you know um uh, uh, a, a, a disclaimer as well that conventional forms of um help are always you know respected here definitely respected here um and, you know, as much as I love doing tarot and helping in ways in terms of um, adding this spiritual element to things, we uh, we have to be careful not to try to do any kind of spiritual bypassing um, of things that we do need from conventional modes of um, support as well. So I just want to put that out there. OK, just getting these cards out what else do you have to say spirit what are we saying oh 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 oh. okay oh let's see okay okay and then we've got tower in reverse at the bottom okay um so i'm using the lisa (laughs) star you know already i'm using the lisa star modern witch tarot deck um as well as the archetype cards the archetype cards by um caroline miss m y s s uh, it's an 80 card deck and it's got an instruction booklet as well and i'm also using uh wisdom of the oracle by colette baron reed as well so i feel like i get like more of a robust answer. Um, I did a tarot reading for Kenya Hunt at the lunch that she really, really loved. Um, and that made me so happy. Um, and I did one for a friend of mine. Uh, and um, they were really touched as well. I think it kind of is overwhelming sometimes how the messages come through. They're like, rah, I didn't tell anybody that. Um, but, you know, spirit always finds a way to let let us know that we're lovingly seen and heard. OK, so for your question we've got the eight of wands we've got the five of cups in reverse we've got the five of swords upright we've got seven of cups in reverse and we've got the four of wands in reverse um the archetype uh, deck we've got artist that came out and then from the wisdom of the oracle deck we've got peace number 23 that came out two three five five keeps coming up for you uh conflict anyway Eight of Wands, you are, as you say, feeling again like you want to be here. And that's beautiful. Um, And I'm sorry that things have felt so challenging. Um, But it's it's great that you're hanging on because what we've got here is that opportunities and messages are coming through to you. The Eight of Wands on the Lisa Stirl Modern Witch Tarot deck, we see somebody on a motor uh, motorbike in the middle of like a desert with a cactus there as well so they're going to get their messages somewhere so I don't know if this for you might be some kind of retreat but it's definitely saying that you've um you're you're ready you're ready to receiving messages again and that's only happening because of the five of cups in reverse you've stopped looking at all of the ways that life um continues to fail you and you are ready to consider that yes, although life has failed you in many ways, there are also many reasons that you're also shown that you're held. Um, We've got the Five of Swords in reverse, uh, sorry, Five of Swords upright, which shows that you're fighting, you're fighting for your life, you're fighting for your life and you are coming out victorious because there are so many aspects um, of you and also, it feels like in terms of family life, because I'm seeing people who have turned away from you um, because maybe of certain choices uh, or like um, how you identify or something that they've turned their back on you, as it were. And before that made you feel like you needed to turn their, the, those swords in on yourself Um, and attack yourself with the words that they've used to attack you or for you to feel lesser than but you're realizing that actually no you're going to take those swords that they try to come at you with and when we talk about swords we're thinking about intellect as well right that's it's an air sign energy so you're taking those swords and you're like no 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 this this can't continue to happen no and so the sense of things that made you feel disappointed before five five is less of a conflict now we've got the five upright because you're coming out of that conflict. And because you're doing that, you've got the seven of cups in reverse. You're no longer disillusioned um, or you're no longer um existing in this illusion of what life is truly meant to be. You understand that literally life is this, this is, this is what we have. And I feel like maybe the Mars Saturn um conjunction was catching you, like was hitting you on a, on a very, very heavy vibe because Mars and Saturn that can you know that conjunction is about restriction it's about the harsh realities and then i noticed that where you started coming out of it was when we were getting the jupiter neptune conjunction so that's nice because that jupiter neptune um conjunction reminding you that your dreams are the reason that you chose to be here your dreams and and realizing those dreams are the reason that you keep hanging on and It's like, how do you how do we navigate that? You know, as a collective, how do we navigate the harsh realities of our our, of our society and um, the choices that very powerful people in powerful places make on our behalf? But it's fucking us up. How do we deal with that? while still nurturing and cultivating our dreams and knowing that and, and also holding on to hope, because sometimes hope feels like the fucking hardest thing to have when you're seeing everything around you, the fucking crumbling, right? But how do you hold on to that? And you're showing there's part of you that's like, no, nah, I'm I'm a survivor. I'm not going to, uh, not that I was going to do those Destiny's Child lyrics, but you get what I mean, right? You're no longer in this illusion that the things that make up your life are things, you understand that the things that make up your life exist in the unseen. And it's about not doubting yourself. Like you can't doubt yourself. Everybody wanting to be very, very invest- invested in the physical is fine, but you can strike a balance where you honor yourself for being able to feel much more than other people are feeling whilst understanding that yeah this is the reality this I'm very aware and I'm very grounded in the reality that we are in however I still know within my soul that things can be better than this and I have a dream for myself and I have a dream for the world around me and that is what I came here to fulfill And then we've got the four of wands in reverse as well. So it makes me think about whether either it's your relationship or you're no longer um, under this illusion of what your parents' relationship might be. Because also I think that that might've hit, if they've had some tensions that you've noticed under the surface, that might've hit you hard because tower in reverse at the bottom of the deck um, shows that you try to kind of build your foundation based on what you saw of them. And then when you started seeing cracks in their relationship, it also made you think that, well, that means that nothing's real then and nothing can be relied on. And I'm so unsafe here. But understand that where you're held, you're held in a dimension far more, um, far greater than this one. And here you've got tasks to do and you're more than capable, more than strong enough to see through your tasks and your secret weapon has to be that imagination, you have an incredible imagination, hold on to that, while remaining grounded, yes, we are grounded, Saturn will not allow us to be anything other than, um, you know, aware of our harsh realities, however, having the Jupiter doing what Jupiter is doing, like, you know, you've, you've, you've got to hold on there, let me just see something, because you said something important to me, many important things, but, I'm just going back to your letter. You said to me that you're a Taurus rising and Taurus is the, where the North node is at the moment. It just came to me. Taurus is where the North node is at the moment. um, And the South node is in Scorpio, if I'm not mistaken. So there is this like very, very heavy energy for us all where we are having to let go, just let go of so, so many things. And so if then that makes Taurus your first house, there is the it's bringing you opportunities we're going back to the eight of Wands. the north node being there is um bringing you opportunities the, the Taurus is about earth as well like being very very much about the earth being very very much about what is being um cultivated and how we're not taking care of the earth literally about food and um, harvesting all of that stuff and then we've got the south node in Scorpio which is about Letting go and loss and grief and mourning and taxes and death—all of those things, the things that we owe and the things that are owed to us, right? Um, and then the when we're thinking about the Taurus, it's the it's the things that we grow, right? So with Taurus being your first house, and that's where the North Node, um, dr- uh, you know, the North Node party is taking place. It's letting you know that this is going to be highlighted for you. the The messages about what your identity is and who you are. There is going to be many. There are going to be many opportunities that allow you to figure out what that is. More safe spaces for you to figure out what that is. However, that South Node being in Scorpio means that oh, some of the relationships because that, if that's the first house. Then that means that your seventh house is where this is happening, right? In with Scorpio. So relationships, partnerships, you're really really, you're really realising that some things are good, some things that you've really held on to that you really thought were your foundation, you're shedding them and that is going to be something that we do grieve, we're going to grieve it like a motherfucker, it is what it is, it's painful as fuck, it's truly painful as fuck, but as you've rightly said in your messages um, as well it's allowing you to know more of who you are. The things that you're able to let go of let you know what you therefore value and thus those things that you value give you a better perspective on who you truly are as a person and that is the most important thing in this situation. So yes, it will feel like dying and dying and dying over and over again but what you want to do is keep that Taurus earth energy and you root yourself to this ground, you root yourself to this experience because like I keep saying, like your superpower is that imagination, is that artistry of yours and you have to wield it the same way we've got in this five of swords and you've got to fight for your fucking life, fight for it because you'll be so glad that you did. These transits are going to be very, very intense for you. Yes. Yes, definitely. But you, you're more than capable of of seeing all of these um, things through. Heartbreak is a bitch, and seeing the people that you held in high esteem just be human, all that fucking hurts. But we move, we move. Like you've got this. I'm also seeing if there's anything happening in what have we got yeah for you it's just a lot happening in see uranus is in um taurus as well and it's in there until 2025 so there's a lot of radical change a lot of change happening for you in that first house in in that um, house of identity all of that so much is happening for you but you know you've got it you've got it you 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 are generous in spirit And you're able to speak up for yourself now as well, because we see that we've got a Mercury in Taurus currently as well. So that's going to be there till April 29th of this year. So more than ever, this is the time to start documenting what it is that you're feeling while the North Node is there as well. Um, you know, challenging you, wanting you to show up as your truest self, start documenting things, not just writing to me, but writing, writing, expressing, writing, writing, even when it feels hard um, and you don't feel like you want to, get in front of a um, phone or uh, just any sort of camera, document it, have it for you. It's not necessarily something that you're ready to put out yet, but have it for you because you're going to need that. You're going to need that as you continue on this journey with um, Uranus and what's happening there. You're going to need this information that you're collecting now. All right. So um, the card that you got from the Caroline uh, Miss deck is artist. It says light attributes expressing a dimension of life that is just beyond the five senses, inspiring others to see life symbolically. That is a word shadow attributes, using talent as an excuse to mistreat others, posing as the starving artist to elicit pity. That's a very interesting one because the light attributes, that's what I get from you. And it's literally what I was describing before I even looked at that card properly. Like you are finding things hard and so challenging because you are seeing things that other people are not able to see right now, but your part of your assignment is to be able to help them see that. Um, but that's not to the detriment of you, that's you first cultivating, being confident and comfortable enough to understand that your imagination is your superpower, and also finding that balance where you are grounded in this reality, you're very aware of all of our restrictions as well as the spaces that we do have, Um, and also the, uh, you know, the benefits or the privileges that come with our, um, you know, the ways that we've, being, I don't know, racialized or gendered or whatever, whatever things that come with that, that, you know, are available to you, you are grounded in that. At the same time, you are also like, well, I want something different to this. And I know that something different can happen. And so you are the artist helping us to design that new life, helping us to paint that, that world that, that should be right. Um, and then the shadow attributes, what catches me there is, um, um, posing as the starving artist to elicit pity. All of the things that you're experiencing are real. They are real. They're, they're part of you and the things that you feel are real to you and they matter. At the same time, this card is challenging you. Same as that five of swords where it's just like you've got to fight for your fucking life. Don't be there feeling like, oh, no, the world is getting me. The world is biting my ass. No, no, you've got this because you have so much within you, so much light within you, and the reason that you keep holding on is because you know, you know that there is better than this, and you know that you're part of that better being realized, and um, like I said, shedding is hard, shedding and letting go, and mourning and grieving constantly, constantly is hard, Um, but you've got to hang on, you know, that Uranus, um, you know, being in your first house, all the things that happen in your first house, it can feel like, oh, really overwhelming, but that's what you're being told here, that's what you're being shown here, that especially because you are specifically about the next five months, this is really making us look at what we said 2025, this is making us look at the next three years, if we're looking at Uranus, like, so much is changing for you, so much is changing for you in a really radical way, but you are more than capable of um seeing that through so 23 23 peace is the card from the uh, wisdom of the oracle deck let's see what it says for peace uh here it doesn't get any better than this a quiet mind a heart fulfilled freedom from want and the soul satisfaction the way to peace is through radical acceptance everything in your world is exactly as it should be harmony is beautiful enjoy it relationship message says When two people are in true alignment with one another, they have an innate harmony between them. They are so and they are as two perfectly tuned instrument planes together. Um, Sometimes it's impossible to tell who is who. Peace is yours and it is to be savored. Prosperity message says this is one of those times when you're capable of clear vision about your work and how you create your prosperity. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. You're called by presence to step into your... Rewind selector, Rewind. Uh, you're called by a presence to step into your power Just being is enough For you are in a peaceful harmony with spirit And it shows in your work Protection message says Now is the time for calmness and well-being In spite of temporary conditions Even if there are dissonant notes in the music of your life All that means is that you must go within And fine-tune the extraordinary instrument that you are find harmony within yourself and don't look to the outer world to provide certainty this too shall pass and once again your life will be filled with beautiful music so that idea of music artistry keeps coming up for you you have so much good so much beauty so much light to contribute to this world and you do that by yes being grounded in the in our current experience our current collective experience and your individual experience right but while being grounded in that there is a universe that exists within you that is yet to be fully explored. Um, and that's what you're being invited to do. Fight for your life. Like you are deserving of experiencing the best, the best, the absolute best that this life has to offer. And I want that for you. So, um, I pray that that resonates and I look forward to um, your update if you'd like to give it later on. Um, and yeah that's the tarot for this week. Thank you spirit. Thank you for that message. Uh I will stop here and big up this week's show sponsor who are Amazon and then we'll get to share your magnificence. Um anyway, big up um the this week's show sponsors. Um the reason that I wanted to do this uh, sponsorship is because of The book Say Her Name by Dreda Say Mitchell and Ryan Carter it's available from The 1st of April so it's out there now It's available in ebook, audiobook And paperback um, In this thriller um, from the best Selling authors of Spare Room one woman goes in search of her past, uh, and what she finds is basically the darkest side of humanity. The book is available on amazon.co.uk slash S Y M. So that's amazon.co.uk forward slash S Y M. Um, and if you have a Kindle unlimited subscription, say her name is available at no additional cost as part of your subscription. Um, so the But, you know, the kind of backstory about it is that it's 20 years since Ava, a biracial woman, was adopted as an eight year old. And Cherry and Carlton Sugar McNeil have always been the only parents she's wanted or needed. But when she's dealt the double blow of Cherry's death and her own suspension from work, Ava decides it's time to discover who she was before she was theirs. So against Sugar's advice, Ava joins a DNA database Desperate for a match that will unlock her identity and when a positive hit comes, she's excited to learn there are relations out there who might hold the key, but the closer Ava gets to uncovering her past, the more it appears that someone is trying to stop her finally finding the truth. So as she continues to dig... Ava is drawn into a dark and merciless undersighted society where black women disappear without a word. Names erased from history, no search parties, no desperate pleas for their return. Once someone tried to save Ava from all of this, uh, someone wanted a better life for her. But now that she's torn down the facade of her life, has she come too far to be spared again? So, um yeah, I just thought that that was really, really chilling. Um, Say Her Name is obviously a very, very big, um, you know, title to have for a book, especially when we think about the hashtag and this um, following on from the fact that Black women's names aren't said when they're killed or they go missing. So I haven't read this yet, but I'm, I saw that and I was like, okay, on that basis, yeah, let's get into it. Um, So yeah, so I'm, I'm interested. I'm very interested to see how um, all of this plays out. So, you know, yeah, it's I I I recommend that we all go and read it. So that's called Say Her Name by Drida Say Mitchell and Ryan Carter. And you can get that from amazon.co.uk forward slash S Y M. Anyway, let's get to Share Your Magnificence. OK, so for this week on Share Your Magnificence, we've got a letter that I'm going to chose to read out. Hi Kelechi, hope you're well. just want to say a huge congratulations on the live show. It sounded lit and I was so gutted to miss it. Based in Manchester, so uh, so get down in time. Um, As ever, I want to big you up for all you do. You've given me so much confidence to say my mind and I'm in awe of you. Thank you. Anyway, I'd like to share my magnificence about anti-racist Cumbria. They are a bad boy charity organisation working towards becoming the first anti-racist county in the UK. I'm honoured to be a part of this organisation. And at the beginning of the month, we had a premiere for the animatic screening of our new short film, The Fell We Climb. It is inspired by the real life experiences of black and brown youngsters growing up in Cumbria. Anti-racist Cumbria have teamed up with Plus 3K Animation Studio and executive producer, TV presenter, Nigel Clark, best known for hosting CBB's Baby Club and Toddler Club and founder of the amazing Dadvengers to bring to life a spellbinding and authentic character-driven story to inspire future generations to become anti-racist. The Animated Futures group was brought together by Anti-Racist Cumbria in 2020 to learn animation and explore culture and identity. The project began life as a space for young black and brown children to connect about what it means to grow up in Cumbria if you're if you aren't white. For many of these children, it was the first time they had even met another young person who looked like them. We quickly realised how passionate the kids were about anti-racist future, um, about an anti-racist future with their clear vision for change and the project organically grew to become as epic as they are the film is based on their real life experiences also shout out to my sister Chim Chirwa, um, who has been a youth mentor for these young people over the last nine months she has pr- uh, worked so incredibly hard to be the um, to be the support these children need This project is very close to my heart as I grew up in Cumbria and experienced a lot of racism, microaggressions and felt I didn't have a voice. The fact that these young people now have the chance to share their truth in a creative way is amazing for me to see. We launched a crowdfunder at the beginning of April and we need to reach 30k in the next 15 days to complete the film. I'd like to ask you to please share the link on your socials and pass it to anyone Um, who is able to afford to donate. I know it's peak out here in this cost of living crisis, but we must be able to make this film as part of Cumbria's history, which is historically white. Let's switch up the narrative. Um, So thanks for taking the time to read this. I hope you have a gorgeous Easter weekend, sending you so much love and light to you and yours. Okay, so I will include... The link to the crowdfund, I'll put it in the show notes for you to get involved with. And that's great. I love that. Like there is that there is a vision and there are, you know, there is action as well. So two slaps on your chest for anti-racist Cumbria, for doing what you're doing and um, supporting these young people um, to, you know, to to just imagine a better life and a better world and knowing that they are very much Um, allowed to be and you know it's part of their experience as well to be part of living in Cumbria like why should they feel othered why must they continue to feel othered so yeah I love it I love that I love that big up yourselves um so now let's get to madness upon madness well the first things are nice and then it kind of just goes downhill from there so show you mad what's happening in current affairs and pop culture that I think that we should all know about um the first thing I wanted to do is big up um Britney Spears because you know I've mentioned her a few times on this show because I just I'm so glad that things are kind of shaping up for her you know she really deserves it you know she really deserves to live her best life because she she has been going through it for so many years um so Britney Spears posted that she's pregnant congratulations with her third child um and you know what's mad I completely forgot that she had two other children so when she said oh you know I'm pregnant I thought oh has she got children but that's how out of the loop I've been when it comes to like Britney Spears and you know pop people generally I only got more invested when I heard about the conservatorship oh look how I said that but I had to pause and get myself geared up for it anyway um yeah, but I just, I I guess I just blanked all of that out, but then realizing that, you know, it's her third child, so she put up a post, and she said, I lost so much weight to go to Maui, um, to go to, to go on my Maui trip, only to gain it back, and then she put three shrugging white girl blonde hair emojis, I thought, geez, what happened to my stomach, three exclamation marks, my husband said, no, you're food pregnant, silly, So I got a pregnancy test and, uh, well, I'm having a baby, baby emoji. Four days later, I got a little more food pregnant and I should put a pregnancy emoji and then three monkey covering face emojis. It's growing. If two are in there, dot, 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 I might just lose it. (laughs) I obviously won't be going out as much due to the paps getting their money shot of me like they unfortunately already have it's hard because when i was pregnant i had perinatal depression i have to say it it is absolutely horrible women didn't talk about it back then some people considered it dangerous if a woman complained like that with a baby inside her but now women talk about it every day thank jesus we don't have to keep that pain a reserved proper secret um this time i'll be doing yoga every day three exclamation marks, spreading lots of love and joy, heart emoji, three exclamation marks, I love that for her, but the thing that stood out to me the most, like I said, it's like, Britney has been going through it, perinatal depression, Uh -uh. uh-uh, uh-uh, and she's right, because for a long time, people weren't talking about these things, and like, the kind of status that she held within, you know, um, celebrity culture and pop culture, People wouldn't be talking about it because they were so busy sexualizing her or just talking about her being, oh, quote unquote, deranged from, you know, uh, being with Kevin and all of these things. And they wouldn't have allowed that space for that to be expressed. And she's right, like more conversations are happening now regarding mental health and motherhood. And I think that that is very, very important because. I, I make no qualms of saying on this. In fact, I always know the people who don't listen to this podcast because they'll say things to me like, "Hey, oh, you say, are you planning on having a second child? What, do, did you not listen to me? Like, I am in no rush whatsoever, especially because, you know, most uh, quite a few of the people that were pregnant at the same time that I was pregnant with Lev have already had their second children. And I love that for them. I'm so you know, happy for them, and I can just see the bliss, I can see, you know, from what they share, I love all of that, me, on the other hand, I am just happy to kind of chill, because that was a whole, that was a whole journey, and I'm super glad and thankful that my baby boy is here, and he's hilarious, he's so hilarious, very cheeky, um, And I just want to enjoy that. Like this whole idea of like, oh, do you want to stretch out your naan again? No, I'm all right, actually. I'm cool. I'll wait for a little bit. If if at all, I'll just chill. Thank you so much. Stop asking people. Let them you don't even know what they went through the first time. You're already asking them, are you planning on a second? No. Mind your business and let people tell you what they plan to do with their uterus. Should they plan to be doing anything with it? Leave people alone. Um, but no congratulations Britney Spears Um, I hope you have like you know the best experience this time I hope that you have all the support that you need and people are there to you know just speak life into you and let you know that you're deserving of this and you should you know do your thing do your thing and do all the yoga you want to do I mean usually after the second trimester but you know do you I'm sure you've got professionals and everyone around you to help you with that and sending you all of the love so that's one pregnancy going great another pregnancy going really well Rihanna is out there with her baby bump and I really love how she's like shifting this narrative um around just like You know, being a celebrity and being pregnant and very much having her belly out there because somebody was like, you know, Rihanna's not the first black woman to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, enjoy and celebrate my pregnancy. Somebody was showing um, women doing um, pretty mass, you know, during carnival while pregnant. And it was so beautiful. I feel like that was the moment I was just like, you know what? If I were to have another child, I definitely would want to do pretty mass in that being my. for like carnival outfit, um, beautiful head um, you know, my beautiful headgear, the whole shebang, beautiful bra, everything, everything, and just have that bump there. Because why not? Celebrate your body. Celebrate your body and live your life, you know? Cause I think that one of the things that kind of got me was like being so taught throughout my life. And then um your tummy expanding, stretch marks, this, that, this, that, and seeing how your body creases over. And be like, oh, mm, don't... mm, This isn't giving what it's supposed to give. This isn't how I thought it would be. But you then embrace it. You embrace it in different ways. And I would want to celebrate that, basically. So, yeah, definitely would like to do mass, um, you know, um, and at Carnival and have on a really nice, really nice costume. But, um, yeah, like I said, Rihanna's having a great time doing what she's doing. But obviously raggedy bitches will always be raggedy somebody jumped online and started spreading a rumor that asap rocky cheated on rihanna with um um is it amina Fawadi, who's a designer she designs like shoes and that um yeah we even though she's got her own boyfriend minding her business whatever they decided to kind of run with this rumor um but it didn't last long it didn't last long because rihanna's lawyers must have come through like Knock knock Who's there Somebody's about to Fuck up your life Open up They said cease And what Desist Motherfucker Okay So The original um, Rumor Began on this page Said That's called Lewis um, Underscore Via Underscore Roma They were the first person To kind of tweet The The lie uh, we're, we're being told It's a lie um, Just moving this mic to me Um So they, I don't know what the original tweet was, because I didn't even see all of that Higgy hag. I just saw people talking about, oh my god, can't believe ASAP cheated on Rihanna, oh my god, oh my god, and it was just like, why are you lot so messy, why, anyway, whatever was tweeted that he ended up dragging Amina into it, um, all of that stuff, he had to come back online, and he posted, hi all, so I'd like to address the situation, last night i made a dumb decision to tweet some information i had received this is the same w- with the the guy who said that he received information about the queen and that she'd gone um why are you why don't you ever ask yourself this person that told me this why haven't they tweeted it themselves why are they bringing it to me to tweet some of you are literally letting your enemies use you in broad daylight like they are your enemies are literally using you to play 10-10 what are you doing what are you doing if somebody comes to you with a piece of information and goes oh yeah you know you should really put that out there ask yourself why they have not put it out there oh i don't have as many followers or, da, 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 da. yeah well you know what you do it first i'll retweet you even then i'm not retweeting <laughs> but you go and do it first sure. so he goes on to say um i'm uh, say, uh i'm not going to talk about sources blame others for a discussion that was started etc because at the end of the day I made the decision to draft that tweet, press send and put that out with my name on it. So I'd like to formally apologize to all parties I involved with my actions and for my reckless tweets. I fully accept the consequences of my actions for my tweets and any harm um, they caused. I have no excuse for it. I've been way too wrapped up in Twitter drama and unfortunately leaned into being messy as a brand which is something going forward I'm going to move away from. I'm going to take some time away from Twitter to figure out what that looks like and how I can start using my platforms better as I've gotten away from using them for more positive work. Again, I apologize to them for this unnecessary drama. And um, you know, it's the it's the dragging that you deserved. Um because it looks like it looks like they, wow, 21.3 followers, like, oh, oh, it says they're following me, oh, well, that's awkward, well, that's very awkward, anyway, um, well, Ooh. you know what, I'm going to finish my story because nobody begged you, (laughs) nobody begged you, um, but anyway, like, if you're a full-on, like, writer, you know that there are certain things that you should just not be tweeting, like, why are you doing that, you know, like, there's certain things that you should just not be tweeting, like, uh, people are getting sued, my G, like, people are getting sued every fucking day, like, choose your words carefully, after what happened with Cardi B, why are people still risking it why are you letting your debt you're just sending your destiny out there to be barebacked what are you doing like it's mad it's just extremely mad because what those lawyers said cease immediately cease immediately because when people talk about, oh, I should have been using my account for, for you know, for more, for positive work, it's this, this is what told you, this is what told you that you needed to do that, nothing prior to this, nah, nah, because the thing is, even if there was anything substantial in that rumour, you didn't have enough proof, so that's going to be defamation, or libel it's gonna whatever it's it's going to be a problem because you don't have proof and a person that said it also doesn't have tangible proof so it was best to have just kept your mouth shut and this change is necessary because people are going to want to um people are going to see less of a need for celebrity since once they are once they realize that they can't just say anything that they like about that celebrity because that celebrity will now sue them so people are going to be like well uh, why do we have celebrities anyway, if we can't just talk shit about them, and they accept it like they've been doing, um, you know, y- years ago, well, you know, somebody rightly tweeted that you're lucky it wasn't 2012 Rihanna, because 2012 Rihanna would have jumped on line, and dragged everybody for filth, but now she's just like, hey lawyers, get on to that immediately, oh sorry, it was Amina Muwadi. I said Amina, Amina Fawadi, look at my life, I don't even know fashion, oh, Amina Muwadi. So Amina put out um, um, something in her stories uh, and she wrote, I've always believed that an unfounded lie spread on social media doesn't deserve any response or clarification especially one that is so vile. I initially assumed that this fake gossip fabricated with such malicious intent would not be taken seriously. However, in the last 24 hours, I've been reminded that we live in a society that is so uh, quick to speak on topics regardless of factual basis and that nothing is off limits, not even during what should be one of the most beautiful and celebrated times in one's life. Therefore I have to speak up as this is not only directed towards me, but it is related to people I have great amount of respect and affection for. While Rhee is continuing to live her serene, best dressed pregnancy life, and I go back to my business, I wish everyone a beautiful Easter weekend, Amina. Muwadi, not Fawadi, like I fucking said. Um Amina just came and was classy with it, but I would have said, Motherfuck you and why that is so horrible is because Rihanna is pregnant she is pregnant looking like she's I think she's in her last trimester like she's pregnant like even if again I come back to even if there was any substance substance to the thing that you came online to say there isn't we've been told that but even if there was do you think that this is what you should be spreading while somebody is at such a delicate time in their life why would you want to be the bearer of such bad news why would you want to be like that to be something that you are putting out there into the universe are you not embarrassed are you not ashamed are you not ashamed you should be ashamed and embarrassed because that's ridiculous that's fucking horrible that's how to look at it and i thought no follow or no follow no sorry follow me all you want because that tells me everything that I need to know, because somebody else will be going through something, and then you'll just run online to come and talk shit, nah, no, nasty, irresponsible behavior, very irresponsible behavior, really disgusted, like, let the woman get through her pregnancy in peace, rumor after rumor after, rumor has it, sorry, it just came, it just came through me, um, just stop it, it's so it's so classless. It's so raz. It's so raz. I'm so sorry that some of the things that some of you lot do online for the sake of begging it with celebrities or wanting to get likes and retweets is so raz. Ah, anyway, um, so I'm glad. Like I said, glad that you're taking time offline. Do that. Recalibrate your chakras. Decide on a better way to move forward that where you're more of a use more of a service to your society as opposed to spreading haggar. um somebody else who's going to take some time away is Tandiwe Newton the last time that we spoke about her Tandiwe was um promoting a film and she started talking about how sorry she was that she was light-skinned and that the rest of us aren't and we're just not you know, we're not cute and we need to get on with it. Well, she didn't say that specifically, but it was just a very, very misguided, um, interview that she did. And, um, you know, lots of people have been saying since that, um, you know, they were worried about her because they felt like even those interviews were very wild. Um, and, yeah they were they were worried and so we've I recently read that Tandiwe Newton is reportedly heading to rehab after suffering personal issues amid her divorce and her abrupt Magic Mike 3 exit the 49 year old actress's team was quick to shoot down reports that she got into a blowout fight on the set with Channing Tatum sources now claim production has been worried about her health and mental well-being Tandyway has been had been acting strange on set she has been very highly strung her apparent breakdown caused so much disruption it became clear she couldn't play the role um staffers were allegedly so concerned that her agent had to step in according to the latest report her rep flew over to London where they were filming Magic Mike by Tuesday the Westworld actress was on a flight headed back to Los Angeles with her team allegedly trying to get her into a rehab facility. Tanti Wei has reportedly been suffering emotional issues following her split from her husband, Old Parker. Um, they were together for 24 years and share three kids. Uh, there is a lot going on in her personal life, and she and her husband have separated. She seems so stressed, she even brought her two pet rabbits to her hotel for emotional support. Hmm, the insider claims that Tandiwe's bizarre behavior continued to escalate on the Magic Mike set. She fired her UK agent of three decades and then her US agent um, flew in from Los Angeles to try to calm things down. Uh, Tandiwe's team wants her to go to rehab for mental health support. Um, the sources that, the source alleges it hasn't been an easy task getting Tandiwe to agree to rehab. She was supposed to leave immediately for a facility they tried for a malibu rehab but they, they couldn't get um they couldn't take her arrangements are now being made to go to a facility in arizona if she agrees uh, to go um her spokesperson made no mention of tandiwe's struggles when they denied she got into a heated argument with channing on set um the well we're not going to talk about what the sun decided to report but they claimed that the argument was between um Channing, uh, Channing and Tandiwe was about um, Will Smith's slap Well whatever um, But yeah good they've said it's inaccurate Anyway the cast had already filmed for 11 days Meaning the past two weeks are awash Magic Mike will film All of Tandiwe's sen- scenes again With her replacement Salma Hayek Wow um, Got no jokes to make Because mental health is not a, You know mental illnesses Or you know mental breaks Whatever you might want to call them It's not a joke right, and I want better for Way. I feel like there is definitely some kind of reckoning happening in her personal life where, and I, th- and I think that that came through also in that interview, like she was really being exposed to things that she was very privileged to not have noticed before, and that energy, that tower energy is prevalent, where everything feels like it's crumbling, and I pray that while when it crumbles or as it crumbles, that um, a more sturdy, a more safe foundation is laid in her life and in the life of anybody else who's feeling similar energy that they can build upon and they can stand tall upon um and inhabit, knowing that they are safe and knowing that they are loved. Um that's what I want for her. It's like it's not a joke thing. It's actually wild out here and I can't imagine the pressures of being on a film set as well. I don't know what would have transpired between her and Channing Tatum. I hope he wasn't moving like a white man. Um but who knows? Who knows? I just hope that she's okay and I hope that she comes back stronger for, uh, from this. And I hope that some somehow she gravitates maybe towards um more women with sense. Possibly of a black hue, brown hue. I I would recommend it but who knows I just I just want her to be well that sounds like a lot and you know Summer Hayek look you've been called um up to the stage um so enjoy um is that it for So You Mad uh no the final So You Mad wow I really got through that rather quickly quicker than I thought I would last So you mad so Viola Davis has a book coming out um it's called Finding Me, it's coming out April 26th, why, who is the UK publisher for Viola Davis's book and why do I not have an interview with her, because it's one thing to be like, oh films, they go with these high-profile podcasts and da 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 da, but a book, you know I stay with the book girlies, you know I hook the book girlies up, so if you know what's good for you, the publishers of her, of this, of this memoir, as it is, who do you know that you're doing it in the UK. Your publicity team is slacking. Slacking greatly that I'm here and I don't even have a proof copy. I don't know what you lot are doing, but it's not looking cute. That's all I'll say. Um anyway um in there's an excerpt from the book where um Viola Davis talks about how she well colorism basically it says here in her upcoming memoir Viola Davis reveals that um that after she was cast in How to Get Away with Murder she faced scrutiny over her beauty and looks from fellow black actors due to her being darker skinned The experience is chronicled in a lengthy New York Times profile, which sees the Oscar, Tony and SAG award winning actress addressing racism and colorism um, throughout her career. Everywhere from Juilliard to Broadway's stages to TV in both new interviews and Finding Me, a memoir out April 26th from Harper One in partnership with Ebony Magazine Publishing, Uh, When it came to the hit ABC series, Davis wrote that she had already had a slew of experiences around her race and her deeper skin tone within the predominantly white industry. But one of her more lasting memories was tied to her getting the role of the sharp, bold and beautiful lawyer and law professor Annalise Keating. Davis revealed that following her casting, a friend had come to her after overhearing several actors and actresses, all of whom were black, say that she wasn't pretty enough to pull it off. According to The Times... Um, the experience was unlike the other colorist, racist and anti-black criticism the then 47-year-old star had endured in that she couldn't shake this feedback. However, her experience in the upcoming film The Woman King, directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood and based on actual events in the African kingdom of Dahomey, during the 18th and 19th centuries, illustrated a shift from just a half decade ago. um, The woman king reflected on all of the things that the world told me were limiting. Black women with crinkly, curly hair who were darker than a paper bag, who were warriors. In the memoir, Davis also draws on her childhood experiences with racism, detailing an anti-black attack in the third grade. One of many times she was chased home in Central Falls, Rhode Island, by a group of around eight or nine boys who regularly hurled insults, slurs, stones and bricks at her. On this day, uh, the group physically caught her. And while some of the boys pinned her arms back, the leader of the group from Cape Verdean and Black, um, from Cape Verdean and Black like her, Though he had identified as, um, though he had identified as Portuguese to differentiate himself from African-Americans, he called her both ugly and a black fucking N-word. Then the young Davis responded, you're black too. Then he punched her. At another point, Davis discussed the impact of anti-black racism, not just within physical communities, but within institutions, including her acting school, Juilliard. The Fences star said she felt trapped after enrolling, limited by its strictly Eurocentric approach. Her time there resulted in her forcing her hair into wigs that never fit over her braids. And listening to white classmates wonder out loud how good things would have been in the 18th century. The absolute shameful objective of this training was clear. Make every aspect of our blackness disappear, she writes. Um... The profile of the woman, King Star, also touches on her experience with an abusive father with an alcohol addiction, fertility issues and adoption. Davis shares that performing in seven guitars for the stage finally allowed her to afford premium health insurance, which led to the removal of nine uterine fibroids and later both a myomectomy um, to remove 33 fibroids and a hysterectomy while being operated on for her for an abscessed fallopian tube. Lord. Viola has been through it sending you all the love because you're still and will probably always be my fave okay I talk about not having role models but baby when it comes to acting Miss Viola or Mrs. Rava you've got it yeah mother of genesis you've got it Woo, um it's a lot she's gone through so much so much trauma I bet she's an eighth house like me I bet she's an eighth house um I'm talking about astrology, not the house Are um you know people. Um so much was going on there. I want to rewind selector to the friend who came up to her, came over to her to tell her that people said she wasn't pretty enough to be playing Annalise Keating. I'm sorry, um Auntie Viola, I feel like your friend is an op. I feel like your friend is an op. I feel like your friend is a fed. What the fuck? What the fuck? And what did you say? Auntie Viola, did you ask your friend, what did you say? In fact, I need to read the book now. See, this is why you lot should have sent me a proof. I need to read the book because I need to know what your friend then said to them. Because why are you coming to tell me that people said I'm not pretty enough to play the role unless you are also conveying how you feel about me playing the role? Uh, In 2022, I'm over I am over people coming to tell me what somebody else said about me or how they feel about me if you're not going to tell me what you said to them. Because if I'm not hearing and then I got arrested, I don't want to hear your fucking story because it should have ended. If they were talking some real shit about me, it should have ended with you getting arrested because you should have dealt with the situation. And if you didn't deal with the situation, then don't come and tell me about your incompetence. Or people are like, oh, you know her. Oh, because she comes across as this. Why are you telling me? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck i don't want to know i don't want to know the only reason you should be telling me is because then you said to them don't talk about her like that because you don't know this and you don't know that and, and quite frankly i don't want to be around you if that's how you feel because some of you are way too comfortable being friends with people who mean your other friends harm that is a problem to me i'm not talking about no spats here spats there i'm talking about people who literally mean those who you call kin harm and you're still there keikiing and sk- 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 with them. Oh yeah, but online isn't a true reflection of rare, rare, rare. Okay, well, if online isn't a true reflection, unfollow them. Unfollow them. Do it. If it's not a real reflection, unfollow them. But you can't do it because you all chat shit. You all chat shit. Because let me tell you, when it comes to my friends, I'm a real G. My friends know that. There is no f- there is no motherfucking person who's my friend and somebody will come and chat shit about my friend in my presence, and I will have it, I ride for my friends, and I just don't think that a lot of you have the same uh, energy, I feel like you're cowards, and basically you strike me as peasants, Um. so yeah, I read that bit, and I thought, but well, why did you come and tell her that, that was one of the biggest roles of her life, you know, so far, and you came to come and tell her, well, other actors didn't think you're pretty enough to, even if you're going to be like, oh, other actors were saying that they don't think that you deserve the role. But I put, I set them straight because you know what? You are more than deserving. You are, you are gifted and you deserve this. Did you speak life into your friend after giving her that bullshit information? Probably not. Raggedy bitch. I'm sorry, Auntie Viola. Maybe that's a close friend of yours, but I do think she's a, they are a raggedy bitch for coming to you with that information. I don't like it. I don't. I really don't. Um, And, you know, I'm Annalise Keating, one of my favourite characters ever. Why? Because she's flawed. She's so, so flawed. And I love that. I love flawed characters because there is such a beauty to find in their humanity. And, oh, you played the fuck out of that role. Let me tell you something. You were acting, right? There isn't a single person on this earth who can make a, a piece of, of snot come out of just one nostril. You had that snot going up, down, up, down, up, down. Gotta love it for you, babes. Gotta love it for you. Um, Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm glad that you played that role and you go on and you've now done the woman king. Although I must say at this point, uh, a little bit annoyed that I'm not in the woman king. But what I will, because I, what gets me is that, I'm out here. I'm literally out here. I keep joking and said, well, I'm not really joking that I that I don't have another self-tape in me because a girl is just fed up. Like, a- again, no tea, no shade. Sometimes I see the people who end up getting roles that I've been up for and I'm like, re- really? R- really? Really? It's either I'm a shit actress and I'm properly delusional or something, the math is really not mathing upon this occasion, but, you know, everybody's destiny is everybody's destiny, because maybe one day, me too, I'll play a role, and people will be like, really, 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 because, you know, we, sh- we, we all deserve, we all should, we are all entitled to our, our couple, couple reallys, you know, like, really? we're all entitled to that, because what that tells us is that, no, when, when Jesus said yes, that casting director couldn't say no, it re- you know, sometimes it really be like that and you've just gotta go with it. Happy Easter. Um, you know, you've got to go with it. But um, yeah, how can you cast like you took the entire battalion of black people, actors and actresses, and somehow I didn't hear of this? Gotta to speak to my agent, because something are gone. But I hold out in the hopes that all of this has happened because I'm going to play Anyanwu. When you do Wild Seed, because you got the rights to Wild Seed, Auntie Viola, I hope you hear this because I've addressed you many times before, and I don't know if it's gotten to you. But this one, while Jupiter and Neptune and all of the people them, all the planets them, are interacting, and and Venus just came in, you know, Venus was there, and Mars just came in into the into the mix, Auntie Viola, <laughs> let's not fight each other. I must be in Wild Seed. I must there is nobody that knows that Octavia Butler book better than I do and knows that fucking character better than I do. I'm sorry, the black Americans might want to come forward and be like, no girl, this is our role. Actually, it's not because Anyanwu starts off in Igbo land. So in fact, it is my role. Okay. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. Um, and then to talk about that stupid little motherfucker that bullied you, in school um and because you reminded him that he was black he decided to punch you ha god punish him because i didn't hear that he re- that you heard from him years later and he apologized so until we know that you got that apology i hope the ancestors flog him i really do because some people really don't want to they are so anti black within themselves and they've internalized all of that and they really don't want to be reminded that they're black they will call themselves everything other than you know, I've met people who were like, "Oh, um, I'm Portuguese. I'm Portuguese. Where were you born? Angola. Oh, so you're Angolan? No, I'm Portuguese. But well, why don't you want to be Angolan? No, because I'm Portuguese. Okay, girl. Okay, sure thing. You know what? I was watching Master Chef. I wasn't watching it. Um, my partner const- constantly has every single episode on because he loves it. Um and one of the old episodes and they were talking the finalists get taken to Mauritius and the voiceover person or the narrator whatever says oh and the finalists have arrived in Mauritius. Um, Mauritius um is an island in the Indian Ocean and it was um not it was was it unpopulated before the Dutch arrived and with them they brought um a, an array of different people um to bring about this vibrant island and what what are you talking about? And I feel like this is how white supremacist ideology spread in these little, little throwaway statements. You're telling me that nobody, there wasn't a living soul that lived in what's now called Mauritius before the Dutch arrived. Are you sure? Are you sure? Huh? People just lie. Fucking hell. Anyway, yeah you know, there are people that don't want to uh, um, address their blackness, so they will use any opportunity to come down hard on a dark-skinned black woman, um, I didn't even put in the notes to really discuss Stephen Bartlett this week, but you know what, I'm just gonna, well, let me throw it in after, let me wrap up on, um, our cute auntie Viola, who's playing Michelle Obama, and (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you, those facial expressions, auntie, whoo, if you do not win all of the awards, I don't know. I don't know what to say because the makeup, the way that they draw that thin eyebrow and then gave you that that white person nude lip and you scrunched up your lips like that, you were committed. You were committed to that role like, whoa. Anyway, I want to also say at this point that all of the, isn't it, isn't it sad that Auntie Viola had to book that big role in theatre, to finally be able to afford health insurance, to finally be able to deal with the number of fibroids that she had. That is what makes me sad about the world that we live in, that literally, if you don't, if you don't have the funds to, how can you really, really take care of yourself? And people will be talking about, oh, poor people are just dying. Don't know why they're dying. They're dying because they don't have access to proper health care. That is why they're dying. They don't have access to proper nutrition. That is why they are dying. Like, ugh, I'm just glad that you're okay. And I'm glad that you have Genesis um, and Julius um, and that you, you know, that you've found joy and peace. You've cultivated it for yourself, and you exist in that space. And long may it continue. You deserve. You deserve. You know. You deserve. Um. So that's Auntie Viola out of the way. Stephen Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett. We talked about him before. He was the. He's the mixed race guy. Um. From what is he from? Where is he from? Botswana is it? Or whatever. Like, but he's got a Nigerian mum and he's got a white dad. Um. Yeah. So he did that interview with Molly May, May, where she said the 24 hour, you've all, we've all got 24 hours in a day comment and where she got dragged. He was upset because like, um, he wasn't really mentioned when people were talking about her. So he had to reinsert himself and start talking about, oh, this is sexism because men who have been on my show have made similar comments and they haven't received this kind of, um, Lash or uh, backlash or whatever he said, funny that he knows feminism or knows sexism when it concerns a black, uh, sorry, a white, pretty blonde girl, but he doesn't know sexism any other time, any other time, none, when the person has a black mother, oh no, he doesn't know it then, nope So um, he interviewed Matt Hancock a little while back. I stayed out of it. I thought this very interesting that you as a biracial, he's a biracial boy and he's the white man's toy. Sorry. Um, You felt like, okay, I'm going to interview Matt Hancock. Fine, whatever. You're helping them with this rebrand that I personally believe is rather dangerous, but fine. Then he announced uh last week that he would in fact be interviewing uh Piers Morgan, um, also known as well, you know what he's known as. Um so I saw this and I thought, well, wow, interesting, that's very irresponsible. Um I wanna find exactly how he phrased it because it was extremely wild. I mean, actually this should be in straw of the week, but to be honest, you're not that important, but I do think it needs to be highlighted, but I, at the same time, I still don't think that you are that important, so he tweeted, the diary of a CEO, ex-Piers Morgan, explosion, explosion, explosion emoji, one of the most requested guests we've ever had, and yesterday, we finally managed to make it happen, a very honest, in, in capital letters, conversation about life, cancel culture, the art of attention, failure, mental health, truth and more coming soon. I'd like you to know at this point that the coming soon is the 25th of April when Piers Morgan's self-titled show starts. Um, So this is basically publicity for his new show. It's called Piers Morgan Uncensored um, and it will air from April 25th. And he was basically, um, you're just helping him promote it. You're just another part of the publicity rollout um, ahead of this um, godforsaken show that he will be doing. So I quote tweeted and I said, well, you know, imagine interviewing and further platforming a man who is actively harassing a woman in front of the world. Matt Hancock and his long back groping, trying to rebrand is one thing, but this, yeah, this is smelly. Um... And I also said no integrity, just ankles in one of the further tweets attached to that thread. But that's by the by. So I wrote that. Other people quote tweeted right and similar. No, didn't have energy for them. No, he uh, he quote tweeted me and then he wrote, imagine only being willing to have a conversation with people you know you already completely agree with and sticking your fingers in your ears to anyone else. Imagine how little progress would be made in the world. Imagine judging a a conversation before you've heard it. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Because conversations that you should be having is with your barber, because that hairline wonky, yeah, that shape up wonky, right? Beard, the beard you're trying to connect is not available at this time. The beard you're trying to connect is not available at this time. Please try again later. Don't try me. Don't. I'm not one of your pretty little thing girlies, yeah? I'm not one of your pretty little friends. Don't try me, okay? Because we can really have a conversation about the, how you rose, quote-unquote, to that millionaire, quote-unquote, status. We can talk about it because you're not the only people, you're not the only person that has people in Manchester. We can really talk about it. Don't. Don't be so misguided in life that it's me, from that you want to come and do nonsense with imagine only being willing to have a conversation with people you know you already completely agree with, you clearly check the resume bitch, who, what, only people I agree with, do you know how many people I've talked to that I don't agree with, that's why I'm a bad man commentator, because I am capable of having conversations with people that I don't necessarily agree with, but I know I will what, argue them down to the ground, and sticking your fingers in your ears to anyone else. What are you talking about? Where do you know me from? Where do you know me from? The same way you had your fingers in your ears when people suggested a better bar Let's not do that. Don't play. Don't play. Okay. Imagine how little progress would be made in the world. What progress are you making by interviewing Piss Morgan? What progress are you making? Because on the 25th of April, Omar, if I do not see world hunger cease, if I do not see poverty eradicated, oh, we're going to have some conversations and you're going to need to do what? List down those confessions. Say what you were really trying to say. You wanted engagement and he's the most requested guest. By whom? By whomst? By hooped. Hoopst and hooped requested him if it was not for the Onibo's. It was the only people that were asking for him. It was the whites that were asking for him and you acquiesced. And you need to talk about it. You need to talk about your evident self loathing and your disdain for your Nigerian mother. Because I read that statement. And I was like, oh, my Nigerian mum was so hardworking. She was the hardest person, hard, hardest working person I know. My dad, my dad was so loving. My dad's from For Scotland, wherever he said, oh, my dad's so loving. So your dad can be loving and your mum is merely just hardworking. Very telling. I haven't listened to a single episode of your rascal but from what people have told me, very, very, very anti-black in places. And that is something that you need to sit down and address because you will be the court jester and a tap dancer for these people for so long. And then they will throw you out and right out of that den, you dragon, they will throw you out. Don't ever try to disrespect me. Okay. Behave yourself and cut your cloth accordingly. Because if you cut your cloth in any way that you are not prepared for and your nyash is on show, I'm gonna let people know about it. Ridiculous. Imagine judging a conversation Before you've heard it I can judge the conversation because Before I've heard it Because I know That his publicity team Would not have allowed For you to ask anything That could be in any way Damning to what he's trying to promote We know that And there's a certain reason That publicists like that Come to you That one YY or ZZ Whatever you want to call her XX They'll come to you lot Because they know That you don't have the range They know that's where you Because you you don't have The intellectual prowess You do not have The intellectual range The The intellectual Robustness nor the integrity to be able to challenge them accurately and efficiently. They know that you don't have that, but they know that you're hungry for those retweets. They know that you're hungry for that engagement. Yeah, they know that. And so they'll give it to you. But you at one point need to sit down and ask yourself is this the way to live? Am I living right? Because this is not just any guy and you're a liar, because in that tweet, in my quote tweet, I even said you interviewed Matt Hancock, and even that one I didn't agree with, but I let you have it, so don't try and come like, oh, people are just coming at you, and they're not letting you interview people, and you want to debate this and debate that, we should not be debating misogyny, we should not specifically be debating misogynoir, we should not be debating the humanity of people, we should not be debating the, the safety that people deserve, we should not be debating that, and uh, Matt Hancock is just a fool, as far as I'm concerned. He's a useless, very, very wayward, very entitled, very privileged fool. Pierce Morgan, dangerous guy, because the whole world is becoming complicit in just watching him harass this woman, just harass her over and over and over for the world to see. You're talking about me not being open to listening to other people's and points of view. He walked off when he was challenged by, was it that Alex guy? He walked off set when he was challenged by that Alex guy on Good Morning Britain. Did I walk off? Was I there? So what are you? He's literally had fingers in his ears before, I swear. I don't know. That might not be. But all I'm saying is that who who are you to be the bastion of morality and to be telling people what sh- they should be listening to or what they shouldn't be listening to? Who has Piers Morgan ever listened to? He has people on his show just to shout in their face. And that's why he could never have me on. And that's why he's blocked me. If he's so about listening to other points of view, tell him to unblock me then. Since he's your brethren, tell him to unblock me then. Okay. Because he knows, even he knows that he's not ready for this smoke. He, he knows that he's not ready for this smoke, but are you there is, you're not even a puff, talk about smoke, you're not even a puff, right, deal with that, deal with all of those things, like I said, 25th of April, if I do not hear that, 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 the the, the, um, debt, the the quote-unquote third world debt has been eradicated because of your interview with piss, (laughs) when I say I'm coming for you, I mean it, because for you to make such a large claim that how will progress ever be made what progress have you made and i promise you the only reason i'm not even going all the way in like i could because you tri- you clearly tried to come for me because it clearly triggered something in you about my nigerianness my blackness and your relationship with your mother like we could really really go there but i will not because i'm today is easter sunday and i want i want jesus to continue rising like the hard dough bread that we all enjoy, I am trying to err on the side of caution, I am trying to consider the fact that you gave £10,000 to our baby boy, like for all his housing endeavours, I'm considering all of these things, which is why I'm not dragging you and leaving you you with merely a thread on your singlet, that's why you're lucky, and that's why it wouldn't even be in suck your mum, because I don't want to disrespect your mum, it's you, you I have all the disrespect for, anyway, I just had to get that off my chest, anyway, um, moving swiftly into, well, clearly we don't have Start Your Motors this week because we're having a break for the Easter break, um, Toto Wolff wo- did call Michael Massey, um, I think incompetent or something, and we all agree, um, we all agree with that, there's nothing really to co- um, comment on that, uh, on there, um, and next week we have Imola. So, um, you know, the Italian Grand Prix. So fingers crossed that something great happens. However, they're saying that, pardon me, they're saying that the the stats that they're getting in a simulator is not what's coming through or the data that they're collecting isn't what they're getting on the track. And that's scary. I hope they figure it out because, hmm, hmm, I hope they figure it out. Anyway, let's get straw of the week, a.k.a. suck your mum. My first straw goes out to all the British men who um, have signed up to the Ukrainian refugee, um, kind of um, sharing their home with that scheme, Sha, where the men are. Well, people are um, housing or taking in um, Ukrainian refugees and letting them live with them. Um, There are, as expected, men who are misusing this. Um, and they've started doing some very wild things, um, by they would, they'll sign up basically and say, what's it? Ukrainian refugees using Facebook groups to seek a safe home in the UK are being put at risk of sexual exploitation. Within minutes of posting a message on the largest Facebook group for UK hosts, an undercover, um, reporter posing as Natalia 22 from Kiev. Oh, was it Kiev? Um, was, um, Bombarded with inappropriate and sexually suggestive messages from men seeking relationships some men lied about having several bedrooms in their one bed homes while another proposed sharing a bed writing I have a large bed we could sleep together another sent a voice note that said I am ready to help you and maybe you can help me also. Natalia posted that she was searching for a safe home and sponsorship on several Facebook groups, including UK accommodation for Ukrainian refugees, which has 50,000 members. Three minutes later, a man whose profile fo- photograph is a tattooed torso message to say, are you single? The 47 year old repeatedly proposes a relationship saying, I will marry you and um, I will marry with you. And um, adding that as Natalia's sponsor, he would take the so take to the sofa in his one bed flat while she slept in his bedroom i sleep on sofa he wrote don't worry i'm not a sex maniac i'm not that kind of man In total, 41 of the 75 private messages sent to Natalia over two days were from single men who lived alone. Under the government Homes for Ukraine scheme, British hosts must link up with Ukrainian refugees themselves, leaving tens of thousands of people to resort to unregulated Facebook groups to connect. Um, A government backed matching service run by the Reset charity offers to match UK hosts with refugees, but has been operating for only a week Those who want to move to the UK must have a sponsor before applying for a visa. A 43 year old chef in London messaged the undercover reporter to say he could offer a small space close to central London and suggested he might be able to help with a waitressing job. He sent pictures of the home showing his studio flat, but not the proposed bedroom for the refugee asked what the bed was like. And where Natalia would sleep, he dodged the question before suggesting they could share a bed. I have a large bed. We could sleep together. He wrote, um, He said that there was only one room for two people in the flat and said he would expect to have a physical relationship. Natalia said, what if I never want to be physical? He said he was not offering sponsorship to a person unwilling to have sex, but said this would be with the consent of both. He claimed to have passed all the safe checks to be a member of the matching groups, meaning he had not been blocked by the volunteer administrators of the Facebook groups. When confronted by a reporter, the man insisted he had a second bed in the studio flat. I can help someone. I'll be happy to do so. And if later that person falls in love with me, that fate will tell. But all that is spoken between two adults, he said. He said he was single. And if the right woman arrives, I'll be happy to meet her. I have no doubts about that government guidance says people applying to be a sponsor have to pass police national computer check once a refugee is paired with a sponsored host disclosure and barring services service checks on adult hosts are required um other men contacting the reporter claimed to have um, to have large houses available but later admitted there was only a single bedroom one a 30 year old phd student offered a three-bed home in a nice town for one person He sent a screenshot showing that he was registered to the official scheme. A reporter asked for a video of his home. It showed a flat with just one bedroom. Another man proposed an arrangement in which a Ukrainian refugee would pretend he was an immediate family member of yours. Um, For example, as your unmarried partner, just for pretending so I can sort my immigration status, he said he was willing to pay £3,000 in return. He added, I can help you with sponsorship or anything else in England. Um, Louise Calvi, the head of services and safeguarding at Refugee Action said, what we have is a government run scheme that is leaving women at risk of sexual exploitation. Um, local councils are instructed to make an in-person check on sponsor homes before a refugee arrives wherever possible, but Refugee Action has raised concern that um, concerns that they are not always taking place in person. The charity said some local councils were conducting desktop audits or virtual checks using their computer to look at photos of the home. Further visits are recommended at the council's discretion. Criminal record checks do not pick up sexual predators who have no criminal record, allowing them to register and pass checks to sponsor a refugee in their home. If the scheme continues in this manner, we have no doubt that some refugees may be placed into very dangerous situations by the Homes for Ukraine scheme. Um, Patricia Durr, chief executive of Every Child Protected Against Trafficking, said she was hugely concerned about the lack of safeguards and protections in the homes for Ukraine scheme. The Department for Leveling Up Housing and Community said, We have designed our homes for Ukraine scheme to have specific safeguards in place, including robust security and background checks on all sponsors by the home office and local authorities. Meta said, Attempts by a small number of people to exploit Facebook groups to abuse those seeking safety is something we're taking very seriously and will take action on any content which violates our policies." Um, I want to say suck your mum to all of those people who are trying to exploit this situation and trying to exploit um, people looking for safe refuge, but this isn't new, you know, and when it was announced, I already thought, ah, 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 this is going to go wrong in a number of ways, but all this government knows how to do is be reactionary or not react at all, you know, unreactive or just very reactionary, not thinking through everything, not understanding that because we're in a bit um, in the midst of a panicotta, that certain things that they're claiming that they put in place won't actually not be realistic and cannot be carried out. Thus, you are putting a lot of vulnerable people in very unsafe situations. But those men specifically who are using these groups to try to get themselves um, 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 some sex, basically. Like, suck your mother, you pricks. Like, look at you. Classless raz useless dickheads you can't get nobody look at you shameless can't get nobody and this is what you have to resort to and that goes out to all of you lot that find yourself in thailand trying to trying to use the power dynamics to get yourself um a partner you're all wayward as well all wayward all nasty it's one thing to be like oh you know we met and we just know nah, some of you are actually out there looking for people who are struggling in their circumstances and being like yeah let's get together because you know that they've got nowhere else that they can be it's that is that all you know that you're all you think that you're worth in life you somebody that has everything you know that they won't want you so you're like oh i'm going i'm going to aim for somebody who's struggling who has nothing that is a very disgusting place to exist yuck suck your mother's suck your mother's disgusting pieces of shit um so there was that that i saw and um you know obviously like i said the government is they're at the they're they're the main one they're the main ones in all of this you know constantly useless constantly taking the piss out of us and it has to be a point where we're like you know actually this is fucked, and we don't want to exist in this space with you anymore, this is just nasty, um, they're setting up a scheme, a scheme to redirect migrants, interesting that there can be Facebook groups, and all of these groups to rehouse, and, and find a home for, and people who are fleeing the war in Ukraine, we can do that, but then other people who are not white, you want, you want, you want to send them to Rwanda, migrants, you want to send them to Rwanda, to be, um, process there Rwanda do you have no shame and this is how I say like colonialism is not over because why would you be able to go to Rwanda if not because of Belgium and all the fuck shit that Belgium has done hmm why how Europe generally Europe has really 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 ruined this world you know imagine you've got a whole ass earth and then Europeans just go you know what let's just fuck everybody else over, Rwanda, how does that even make sense financially, Prisip Patel, are you not embarrassed, are you not ashamed, just a nasty piece of work, all of you just disgusting pieces of work, my god, that would cost you more than just being like, you know what, we've got so many homes here, and houses and flats that people are not living in, you come through, because why are these people coming here specifically what did you do in their country what did you do hmm what did you do why is it that they're trying to come here what did you do but no one ever wants to tell the full story everyone's just dancing around shit and then boris is coming now after you get a 50 pound fine you and rishi for all the lockdown parties and this and that it's it's mind-blowing to have a prime minister that doesn't even know the law, he I think somebody, they were talking, there were talks about the fact that there could be further fines upon more things being discovered. And he was like, oh, well, yeah, there could be further fines, but they're all singular things. They don't amount to one thing. So that wouldn't amount to me, for instance, not staying, you know, staying as prime minister. But that's think, you know, and then he gave the um, example of, well, you know, a driver. But it's funny that you gave the example of a driver because if a driver were to do something that required them to be fined more than twice, ideally they would be disqualified. So if you were to have received a fine after you were coming on the news every night to come and tell us the rules, if you needed to be fined more than once, then yeah. I mean for you to even need to be fined once is terrible enough because Dominic Cummings lost his job over that once, right? But you, on the other hand, numerous infractions and you want to stay in power, you want to stay as the prime minister, get the fuck out of here, get the fuck out, everyone's stealing, and why, why Rwanda specifically, what companies do you lot have out there, or what companies do your relatives have out there that you want to be like, yeah, that's where we should send people to, corruption is happening right before our eyes, right before our eyes, and people are just like, oh, well, you know, what can I do about it, and honestly, I don't have the answers, I don't, but what I do know is that so many of the things that we feel held by are literally constructs, they're figments of um, someone's imagination or a group of people's imagination that they've made us um, join in on. And there has to be a point where we're like, you know what, I want to wake up, I don't like this, I don't want to do this, this is wrong, because it truly is just wrong. There's there's no, like, grey area, it's simply wrong. So again, Boris, you can suck your mother, Pretty Patel, suck your mother. Anybody helping you with this stupid fucking scheme to send migrants to Rwanda to for quote unquote processing, you can all suck your mothers for eternity. And I hope you choke on sand, you bitches. Choke on sand, pricks. Anyway, um, a straw goes out to the, um, shooter, uh, that shot, he shot people, um, on the New York, um, NYC subway. It was a black man um, very much into right-wing ideology, he says some very, 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 very misogynist sort of, um, things, um, misogynistic things, very anti-black things, and this is why we all, I've been saying it on a podcast, like, some of you are so hell-bent, like, oh no, because you need to be, you know, we we need to stay with black people, because black people, no, you still need to talk about white supremacy, you still need to talk about the ways in which uh, a lot of black people have internalized white supremacist ideology, it's not just about racism, it's not just about, oh, look at this person over here doing this thing, yes, while we take that into account, we also need to address the ways in which black people are being complicit in this oppression as well and I get what how that happens of course I understand how that happens but the fact that the police who were meant to be there to deal with um something like this happening weren't there because where were they where were they in New York City what were they doing going and trashing the tents and living situations um, that, and sheltering situations that people experiencing homelessness had created for themselves. You were going to tear it apart. Meanwhile, there was a shooter on the fucking subway. This shows that your priorities are off, yet you want more, billions and billions more in terms of funding, but you're not doing your rascal job, or are you? Well, you are, aren't you? If we're talking about the very nature of what your job is, of course you're doing that but then you're telling on yourselves because while you're doing and fulfilling your function in being oppressive and being enforcers of oppression, people are getting killed. People are getting shot up on the subway. They're getting shot on the subway and who even helps to to identify because the guy got away, didn't he? How was he able to be identified a normal everyday person was he a shopkeeper or someone someone a normal everyday person was the one that was able to be like oh this is how i identified him and this is how he was found that wasn't you lot because you were what busy disrupting and bullying people experiencing homelessness are you not ashamed are you not embarrassed because you should be and you don't need any more money You don't need any more money because the same way that you were like, oh, you know, these community, um, you know, these schools aren't performing to a high standard. So we're not going to give them any more funding. If you as a force are not performing to high standards, guess what should happen to you then? Hmm. Tick tock. Time's ticking. Get to the answer immediately so a straw for you, a straw for the police officers, um, or a a straw, a a straw for that fucking stupid mayor, a straw for anybody who thinks that that's, that's, that's just the way to go with life, a straw for the shooter, a straw for the mayor, a straw for the police force that were dealing with that, or not dealing with that, because they were busy bullying people, um, who are houseless, like, you lot are nasty, everyone's nasty as far as i'm concerned um and on the subject of police a massive straw goes out to christopher Sher, i believe who was the police officer who shot patrick lioya um Lyoya, um point blank at the back of the head um just just wild to me wild you were th- you were scared for your life while you were on top of the guy he's he was face down in the ground and you were on top of his back but you were fearing for your life so much that you didn't reach for your taser you reached to turn your body cam off and they took out your gun placed it to the back of his head and shot him shot him at point blank range at the back of his head this is evil we are living in a time of evil unbridled, evil, unaddressed, evil. For the fact that the police initially were even like, oh, well, you know, we're not going to release his name because, you know, you know, he's he, he, what, did we, you know, he, on his version of events, you know, what I'm so thankful that a bystander filmed the whole thing because so many things do not get filmed and police officers get away with it all of the time. I'm glad that this was filmed, and I and I'm, I'm not glad that somebody's dead, and I'm not glad that somebody had to watch that happen because for someone to film it, they also had to see it happen, right? And it seems like these people who film when um, police brutality takes place, they get more serious um, punishments than the people who did the killing. And it's interesting how so many media outlets do not want to cover what happened to Patrick Laioya. And he's from um, Congo originally, Democratic Republic of the DRC. Yeah, um, um, He's from Congo originally. And his father said that he was brought over here because he wanted a better life for his children. Imagine bringing your, your children over to the US because you're just like, I want them to have better only for them to get killed in such a horrible, savage manner. It's heartbreaking it's absolutely heartbreaking, like, oof, and it's, and I know why, you know, news outlets aren't covering it, because they don't want people to get up and march again, they don't want people to know that this has happened the same way when they were sharing that nine-minute video, over nine minutes of, um, er, um, George Floyd being killed they don't want to do that this time because they saw so I feel like there's an unspoken agreement between media outlets and governments that they're just not going to give as much press coverage to what what has happened because they know that people will realize that we're not it's not over 2020 wasn't a fever dream. this is our fucking reality and something needs to change something needs to stop and something new needs to begin something better than this. why don't you want the people them to know why? why don't you want him to know and that's why i'm sharing it on this podcast because i refuse i refuse to kind of just just like let that be another thing that we gloss over he was killed in such a horrid way he was killed full stop but he was killed in such a horrid way and you lying raggedy fucking motherfucker you piece of shit christopher you absolute piece of shit wow wow and oof this is a note and this is also a note to all of those um African people who move to places like America and you talk about oh well you know the reason that these things happen in terms of police brutality it happens to um you know African Americans is because they behave this way and that way no no because the 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 policeman isn't going oh you know that person um you know, their family, they come from a family of, um, enslaved Africans, they're not, they're not doing any differentiation, everybody's black, so everybody can get it, and so you need to get out of that weird hierarchical space that you're trying to exist in, because it's not real, um, so yeah, it says here, Patrick Loyola, uh, Loyola, um, 26 years old, was shot and killed in, by a Grand Rapids, um, MI police officer, The family claims their son was shot at the back of the head while he laid face down on the ground. The police chief says they are releasing the video while we saw the video. Lioya came to the US with his family seven years ago, fleeing violence in the Democratic Republic of Congo. His dad said, I don't want the video to be edited. I want people to see the way my son was killed. I want the entire world to see how my son was executed. God The officer who shot and killed Patrick Loyola was um, supposed to be interviewed no more than 72 hours after the shooting on April 4th. The interview was, has not yet happened. This was five days ago because the officer's attorney was on vacation for a week. And this is how much people value black people's lives that they will just be like, oh, well, he's on vacation. So we can't do it already. you are seeing how they're messing with the system. So this will not be fair. Right. And um, April 4th, that was the day of the mars saturn conjunction and i told you that it would be a replica like it would be a reminder of what we had happened in 2020 from around march 2020 and so we find ourselves back in this and um, if find ourselves back in this conversation about police brutality again that happened april 4th and so then people getting up to march people have been marching and calling this out in that area like this is just vile and this is just wrong um and it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking that it isn't getting much coverage because people know like the all of these powers that be they know that people are not going to stand for this meanwhile you've got counter-terror units um in new york going and and displacing um houseless people while a shooter is on the train it's whew, it's a lot it's a lot, and I hate the way this is being covered as well, because um, AJ Plus, they wrote, the officer's body cam shut off before the shooting of Patrick Lioia, but it was caught on a cell phone, the body cam didn't shut off, he turned it off, he turned it off, it's such a weird passive way to to, to describe something, he turned the motherfucking body cam off, Why? police have killed 145 people in the US in the first four months of 2022, 145. Per mapping police violence, police are 3.8 times more likely to kill black people than white people. Um, I think this is in Missouri. Um, Most police killings begin with traffic stops, mental health checks, or non-violent offenses. Of course, we know that. And this, I think this was a traffic stop as well. That's how he ended up being killed. Sandra Bland was a traffic stop as well. And she ended up being killed by police. And we know that. It's, it's, I can't bear to share the video anyway, but I watched it and I was sickened. I was absolutely sickened because, ooh, Christopher, sure, you, you better, you better rot in hell. You better, you better rot in hell because, ooh, this is too much for people to take. How can you just live like how How can you it's not even living at that point you're constantly just trying to get through life knowing that at any point somebody can try and take you out it's wild on another note a Met Police whistleblower has come forward with a massive archive of racist sexist and homophobic messages in a whatsapp group including ex-officers from the parliamentary and diplomatic protection command um they said that, um, Wayne Cousins Met Unit was celebrating George Floyd's death, there is a big problem, it sounds like I'm just here every week dragging police, or every week dragging, dragging the government, but I don't know what else we're meant to do, because every week there's something else that comes to the fore, like, are we meant to ignore it, because, you know, we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to set anybody off, or do we call it what it is, um, sorry, I said Missouri, it's Michigan, protesters marching outside the streets of Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, in the name of Patrick Lyoya, um, who was shot and killed by police, and it's interesting to me that upon all these numbers of people who are marching, press coverage is minimal, absolutely minimal, tells you everything you need to know, but um, America's Pluto return is still ongoing, it's still ongoing, and There is going to be, there is definitely a reckoning happening in terms of the way that America's been able to build its identity off the blood spilled of black people um, and um, indigenous people. Like there's something there, like something's going to happen because 145 people killed by police in the first four months of 2022. How is that not a mad stat? How is that not wild to you? How do you not hear that and go, what the fuck? nah, it's, it's a lot, and something, something needs to change, something needs to change, um, rest in peace, Patrick Layoya. I'm, I, I say that, and I just feel weird saying it, because peace, when you should still be here, nah, but you, Christopher, suck your mum for an eternity, piece of shit, um, and I guess that's it, that's it for this week's episode of SYM. Whew, I've been Kelechi Carfor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, Suck Your Mum. Um, yeah, that's, look after yourselves, follow me on at Kelechi Okafor at Say Your Mind pod, you can support the podcast on patreon.com uh, slash Kelechi Okafor and uh, yeah, I guess I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace! It's
1: the for Brunani woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the two We going go sippy, it yo. Hard time calling for your long shorts You might learn something you never yeah, know I'll let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine